Welcome to Engineer Innovation. This episode, hosted by Chad Galamzin, continues the theme on how to engineer a more sustainable world, talking about unmanned aerial vehicles and drones. Can they help deliver lower carbon emissions? And if yes, how? Join Chad and David Elmer, Portfolio Development Executive at Siemens Digital Industry Software, on this very exciting talk. My name is David Almer. I am having the role of uh, Portfolio Development Executive uh, uh, for Model-Based Systems Engineering in, uh, in Siemens based uh, on the European, Middle East, and African market. And what does a Portfolio Development Executive do exactly? That's a good, good question because Portfolio Development is a, is a role quite uh, important in the Siemens organization since Siemens is delivering a huge number of technological products to the market. And then the Portfolio Developer role is to uh, identify what is the best product that suits with a specific need of the customer. So we're talking today because you and your children joined in our Bringing Your Kids to Work series. What made you decide to participate? This is a super interesting question, Chad, because uh, I invited kids to this initiative since uh, many people does not know exactly what Siemens is achieving or what Siemens is delivering in the market, especially at the level of uh, uh, what we call digital industry software. So then I wanted kids to explain from their words, from their point of view, what we are delivering or what they understand we are delivering to the market in very simple way and then i realized that uh, there is not that simple so the, the kids they have already a huge amount of information on, on in their head that they are delivering with uh, simple words it was an excellent uh, excellent exercise for them and this series focused on sustainability as well was that important for you Yes, yes, because in this, uh, as I said before, in this digital transformation, so sustainability is a, is a key factor. We are being challenged today reducing energy or uh, being uh, more efficient in terms of energy, having a, a lower footprint. And obviously sustainability is important for future generations like our children. Yes. And then I think they are very sensitive at very early age. I was surprised how they come up by themselves on this uh, ecological or sustainable point of view of uh, the technology development. So we were starting discussing about drones and then uh, uh, rapidly uh, we were asking them, why uh, drones are important uh, uh, or what, why drones could be important. And rapidly they went by themselves to a reasoning or to, to very simple reasons as less traffic, I remember, or a, a lower footprint or a environmental footprint. I mean, what else they say? They say about uh, less energy to transport or to deliver packaging. So they, they were consciously very sensitive to the to the sustainability. I'd like to talk about drones in a second, but I think it was your daughter who even mentioned that simulation is more sustainable because it leads to less waste because you do less test and builds, which I thought was quite an interesting insight for someone who doesn't work in our space to have just by exploring the topic, by discussing it with uh, with you. I'm often surprised with kids uh, 
because uh, you know, uh, uh, in my case, they were when we were recording this. Uh, there was a, a several weeks ago. They were eight and twelve. At this age, these guys they are already making codes and they, they are already making models. So they are starting programming and coding much earlier than uh, what we did. And then they have a culture about uh, modeling and then to uh, use model instead of uh, real test or the real benches at very, very early stage. For, for them, it's already something that it's uh, something done in their head. So they, they already assume that uh, in order to develop a product, the first step they need to do, it's not to make a prototype, but it's uh, to make directly models. What was the interest, though, in unmanned aerial vehicles or drones in your case? What sparked your interest in this topic? Personally, I have, I have a small drone, so I started with uh, with a small drone two years ago. So then uh, uh, with a, a very uh, low-resolution camera, and then uh, uh, it's like you started with a small one, and then uh, you, you are getting more and more interested on drones. Now I have a, a huge drone with a, a very high fidelity camera, but uh, obviously we have uh, some uh, legal restrictions to fly everywhere. But yes, I'm very interested in that world. I see you like that. And is that something you do with your kids? Do you fly the drones with your kids? Yeah, yeah. There is one of them. So the the younger one, he, he's a fan, really fan of drones. When we talk about sustainability, usually we look at direct reductions of carbon emissions with the goal of reaching net zero by 2050. Drones don't necessarily produce carbon emissions. They're battery powered or they do not directly create emissions from the tailpipe like a vehicle does. But we are looking at drones and sustainability. Why? What's the connection here? There are many topics why uh, a drone is uh, helping uh, sustainability, which is uh, it's helping also to the environmental impact. First thing is uh, when we are developing drones, so we should not think that they are completely carbon-free because uh, we need also to take into account the carbonization of the development of the drone. So not when the drone is in usage, but uh, in the in the development phase. So this is important also because even when we are making simulation or when we are making modeling or where we are making a product development, so there is a footprint in terms of uh, carbonization. So the hidden carbon cost and better than everything we manufacture. Exactly. Carbon cost on manufacturing and on product development. So this is something that we need to take into account. And in the future, uh, certifications and uh, regulations uh, uh, will have an impact or will have a, a deep look on uh, what's going to be the footprint of uh, uh, carbon cost during these phases, during the phase of manufacturing and the phase of the product development. Now, when we are talking about the, the, the drone in use, it's having a very low cost in terms of carbon because well, it, uh, we are talking about electrical motors, so it's uh, having the, the cost only of the batteries or the charging batteries. And then it's replacing certain type of activities that we were doing before with a high cost in carbon. So as, for example, transportation or what it's uh, delivering packaging. Well, for instance, the delivery packaging was done through uh, heavy duty or heavy trucks. Now, uh, the, the drone, as it is uh, an electric energy powered uh, technology, so then uh, carbon costs going to be decreased. I think the Federal Aviation Administration, uh, they, they released a memo earlier this year. They wrote delivery packages 
via battery-powered drones would replace the use of fossil fuels and curtail carbon emissions. The RAND think tank estimates that nearly 47 gallons of diesel fuel could be saved by shifting 20% of deliveries from trucks to drones. So there is uh, a measurable impact by doing this. But what are the barriers here? Why are we not seeing less trucks on our streets and more drones in the air? That's a very good one. I think uh, we are in, in this transformation. First of all, because uh, there is an existing culture and there is an existing activity that we cannot replace from day to night. So then uh, we are having a certain activity on the heavy duty trucks. So then these people, so we need to maintain this, uh, this activity and then we, can, we cannot change in, uh, in, in one shot from one side. So there is a second thing. It's, uh, we need to, uh, adapt or we need to uh, enhance that the, the technology of our drones to uh, accomplish exactly the mission we want them to accomplish. Typically, there is different programs uh, in the world, uh, typically uh, drones for packaging delivery. So uh, where we want the fleet of drones to deliver the package like, uh, like the um, big distributor of uh, packaging in the cities. So today there is a certain number of uh, regulations that the cities does not allow drones to fly everywhere, as well as we cannot make uh, drones flying nearby the airports for security reasons, which makes a lot of sense. So we are in this uh, transition between the, the classical technology that somehow we need to maintain because there is a certain number of uh, activities uh, linked to, to the classical way of uh, doing things to uh, adapt to the new technologies that are going to come. So, What do you feel is holding back the transition from the drone technology side? Drone technology, I think, is quite mastered. So uh, it depends on, on the type of drone. So uh, at first, what we need to understand that uh, there is a large variety of drones in order to achieve a specific uh, mission. So I'm going to have uh, small drones that uh, can carry a small weight to make inspection or to bring cameras, so I, I'm going to develop bigger drones with higher possibility to carry weight for delivery packaging or for delivery people to different places. First thing that uh, we, we used to do when we deliver or when we start to develop a drone, it's to uh, define what are the mission profiles that the drone needs to achieve. So, and this we most of the case we do it through a, a system simulation or with a, a CFD simulation, depending on the type of capabilities we want the, the drone to have. So that's the weight of what the cargo or the target item is. It's the distance it must travel. So there's lots of factors that go into the mission profile. Yeah, the, the, the mission, the mission profile, it's uh, the, the scenario or the pattern, the, the pattern we want the drone to achieve. But uh, obviously to this pattern or to this mission, so we need to take into account what's going to be the, the range of the battery uh, in order to make the round trip or in, in order to make a, a specific uh, uh, circuit. Uh, we need also to understand how many electrical motors or what is the maximum weight he can carry for a specific uh, uh, charge of the battery. So there is a, a number of variables that we need to take into account at very high level, so a holistic level, in order to make the pre-design of the, of the drone. And then with our current CMS technology, this we are doing at the level of system simulation. Once we achieve this uh, level of pre-design or pre-sizing, so uh, we are going to go 
to the detail of the different components with uh, more technological advanced uh, software or authoring tools like uh, computational free dynamics for the plates of the of the rotors or we are going to a uh, electromagnetic uh, uh, simulation for the inside of the electric motor or we are going to uh, uh, the scenarios of charging and discharging batteries so then uh, have a battery design studio capabilities or battery design uh, capabilities to achieve this more detailed simulation. What about noise pollution? What about the uh, noise that these drones create? Are there certain jurisdictions or certain usage where that's a factor? That, that is uh, a good one because uh, there is a lot of uh, regulations and certifications uh, due to noise. So it's, uh, it's a very big concern. We do not want the drone to be an issue for uh, for people so we do not we we want to have a silent uh, object flying <laughs> over our head and then there is possibilities to uh, make a simulation of noise so that there is uh, some acoustic solvers that uh, can uh, predict the noise beforehand but uh, uh, as this is uh, uh, constrained to very stringent uh, strict regulations at the end what we are going to use is uh, test equipment so we are going to uh, use uh, sensors to uh, measure decibels to measure noise in order to understand if uh, our drone is going to uh, achieve or not if he's going to pass or not the uh, regulations uh, if he's going to have conformity on the regulations Inspecting solar cells and wind turbines, that seems to be another popular application. How do drones assist with this and what's the benefits of using drones versus the conventional methods that we're using now? We were making inspection in the past or we're still making inspection of the of pipelines or thermal field or sorry, solar panel fields or wind turbines by having personnel going on site and then uh, uh, making a specific test on the or the pipeline or the solar panel or the uh, blades of the wind turbine or the wind turbine itself. The benefit to have a drone, it's uh, first we will be able to, uh, if I take the example of the pipeline, we will be able to inspect kilometers and kilometers of pipeline in much faster way than what we are doing by sending personnel to the to the field. We are also changing the way we are making the, the inspection because uh, before we were having visual inspection done by human. Now we are going to uh, do this, uh, uh, this inspection through cameras. So this helps also us to uh, develop the camera technology uh, embedded on the drones. We are changing our processes, so uh, the same thing could happen for the wind turbines and the solar panel fields or farms. If I go to the example of the wind turbine, so it's going to be much easier to have a drone inspecting the blades rather than to have one person that needs to uh, get into the, uh, into the wind turbine. Especially since there's a trend now to put wind turbines in places like the ocean or places that are not easy for necessarily a human to go and inspect. So I guess there's a safety and cost aspect that this opens up and having more reliable options for inspection means that technology will hopefully have higher levels of penetration and we'll see more sustainable wind turbine energy coming. And we do not have only air drones, but also we can, we can have water drones that are coming more and more, especially for the, uh, for the bottom part of the pillar of the wind turbine. But uh, yeah, uh, if the wind turbine is an offshore wind turbine, gonna be much easier to have inspection through drones since uh, we are able to inspect the several wind turbines in uh, a few hours rather than to go one by one and uh, uh, trying to uh, inspect 
all the blades, you know, all the mechanical systems by human inspection. Have you ever had something delivered to you by a drone? No, never. <laughs> Me neither. Do you think there'll be a day where we look out our windows and that's what we'll see? Drones flying in the sky, bringing packages? I'm 100% sure. We are not that far away. There is already some projects that are ongoing, probably at the level of the proof of concept today, but with quite advanced results. And then it depends again on the size. So I think it can come very rapidly to our houses. 